It's a cabaret. It's a nightclub restaurant that basically went in a test tube, had a baby with Circus Soleil. It encompasses everything. the pod 617 studios in westwood massachusetts it's the boston podcast with david yaz and a rotating cast of characters from pod 617 the boston podcast network this is our city Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all the ships at sea, lovers, muggers, and thieves, welcome to the Boston Podcast. My name is Dave. If you like the show, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your pods. Leave us a comment if you're so inclined. And I do want to thank our sponsor, the All-Inclusive Podcast with Jay Ruderman. Great interviews on that podcast. It's a great cause, the Ruderman Foundation. Wherever you find your podcast, find the All-Inclusive Podcast with Jay Ruderman. So, do you like the hip-hop kids? Do you like the nightclubs? Do you like the nightlife? Do you like to boogie? Well, I've got the guys here who are going to tell me about Miami's hottest new club. I don't know how new it are, you guys are at this point, but we'll find out. It's Club 11, and the I have the brass from Club 11. And uh, th- there are some Boston connections, but this is a Miami club, and we're going to hear about it and hear about some of the craziness, what they have going on. It's Gino Lopinto, Zach Bouch, and Mike Winter, all from Club 11, coming to us from down south. They're here in the virtual studio. Yeah. So, Mike Winter, I've known you for at least a few years now. And so I'll tell the story at least to start, starting with you, because you were up here in Boston area and you toddled down there, and these guys made you an offer you couldn't refuse. Like it involved a ho- waking up with a horse head in your bed or something. No, tell us, tell, <laughs> tell us how you got in, in, into this, and then you're a good person to introduce your colleagues here. It's actually kind of funny because. I was there when Gino and Zach met for the first weekend. Is that correct, guys? Yeah. Yeah. In Boston, coincidentally. So I've known Gino probably, you know, over 15 to 20 years almost. We have a mutual best friend, and I got the call. They wanted to see some New England strip clubs and cabarets and gentlemen clubs. So I hosted Dennis, the, you know, founder of Eleven, the the main owner, Gino's partner, Mm -hmm. and... I took them around New England. I borrowed a front sprinter truck. I took the weekend off because I knew how important it was to, for both Gino and Adam to host these guys. And over the years, I kept on coming down or talking to them. And Dennis was like, when are you coming down to Miami to finish off your career in nightclub? It's a cabaret. It's a nightclub restaurant that basically went in a test tube, had a baby, with Circus Soleil. I mean, there's <laughs> everything you can ever imagine to, to, to understand what it encompasses, everything. Basically, I came down here. I decided to make the move. It felt like the time was right mm-hmm. to come down and, and help. Gino, tell me, why is 11 different? Have you worked in different clubs over the years or been part I've of? I've and operated clubs for, this is actually my 30 year I'm celebrating in the industry. Wow. Um, Born in New York, but raised in Las Vegas. So I, I kind of grew up in the hospitality industry. Mm-hmm. I'm a UNLV uh, alum. So yeah, I've been, I've been doing this my entire life, 30 years in the industry. 
And this is the first of its kind. My partner, as Winter mentioned, Dennis DeGory, kind of came up with a concept because he's one of eight Hall of Fame members in, in the Gentleman's Club Hall of Fame. There's only eight that's ever been inducted. And, and his background is just, he's always been the best of the best in that. I come from more of a traditional nightclub background, but we always had a relationship in Vegas for probably 25, 20 to 20, maybe 20 years now. And when he approached me about moving cross country to open this in, in, in Miami, he said, take a free vacation, amuse me. So I came down, mm -hmm. took a look. It wasn't the best area, honestly. Downtown's come a long way, but there was a lot of homeless and the area was undeveloped. And I feel like in 2013, when I did first take the leap of faith to create this new concept 11, I really think since we put the shovel in the ground there, we really helped gentrify that whole area. Mm. We opened in February of 2014. And you, you, when usually when you see something that's has the kind of success that we've had, it's duplicated, but it's, it's very hard to duplicate. There's so many different aspects, right time, right place. We caught lightning in a bottle and we won the most unique concept worldwide from nightclub and bar association back in 2015 and it's been a gallop ever since we've we've diversified the brand hotel and residence vodka sound system so it's an exciting time we're right in the right in the midst of our biggest growth ever very interesting and the the fact that you can come up with a new concept for nightclubs have been around since i don't know probably the roaring 20s or something or something yeah. but but it must be a chore to reinvent to reinvent yourself and zach maybe i'll, I'll get, throw this one to you what it what is that and gino touched on it a little bit but tell me a little bit more about the concept of of 11 and well you say cabaret so i'm just going to come out and ask are we talking boobies here is it actually part strip club or just kind of go-go dancers or what is it like yeah yeah it's it's definitely it's it's definitely has that element the thing mm -hmm. is about 11 miami that's a lot different than what people would call a strip club which we're not we're mm -hmm. definitely what we like to coin our, our club as is an ultra club it's more about how it's done and the classiness of which we call them ipes handle themselves with our guests right so the whole the whole concept and the feel of it, when you really talk to people that have been in 11 and really love it, they they don't like to call it that. They like to call it, it's, it's exactly what you think it is, right? So it's whatever you want to make it out to be. So you could have a night where you're, you're at the bar hanging out with your friends the entire night or, or you're down in what we call the pit, which is where all the action's at as far as like the stage. And then you have big LED screens and, and, and just state-of-the-art electronics and sound. It's just a one-of-a-kind experience. There's really nothing like it. I've been with Dennis for 18 years. Since I was 21 years old, I started as a barback. Now I'm the director of guest development for the club. And it's just throughout the years, I came from the cabaret side. It, it, it was a development throughout the years as far as just you're, you're mixing the nightclub with a number one DJ, beautiful women, the crowd. We got one of the coolest awards I thought we got was best place to, to meet a man, which means women are coming into our club mm -hmm. and really enjoying themselves. So that's a big, that's a big part of our culture is making sure that both men and women are, are extremely comfortable in our club. And you can find out more about club 11 at 11 miami.com use the numeral. So it's like one, one miami.com. 
And Winter, you're always sending me texts at like 3 a.m. telling me who's been at the club and stuff. Give, give us some highlights. You, are there some VIPs that roll through? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, just just last weekend, I mean, we're getting off an, a, a tremendous weekend. And we had Nas on Sunday, Sway Lee on Saturday. We had Little Wayne and Rich the Kid on Friday. We have Fetty Wap this Saturday. We nonstop have the top of the top entertainers coming in there. And again, we're, we're not this mega 2,500 person capacity. We're a boutique five, 600. Oh, sorry about my dogs. That's all right. Um, <laughs> five, 600 people table service mm. place that you can see. Like it, it was amazing watching Nas the other night, for instance, and I'm literally 20 feet away from him and seeing basically a hip hop legend right yeah. in front of me. That's crazy. And enjoying songs from you know 20 years ago that actually like mean something to me a part of my life mm-hmm. it's great that you sit there or next to you you're in the bathroom and there's a celebrity right next to you and they're just enjoying themselves just like zach said or having a bachelorette party in there right next to you enjoying rick ross and just be and sometimes they're coming there for that experience and have no idea that we have rick ross going on oh, really? and <laughs> Next thing will be something surprise like Gino would have a friend like G Easy come in that wasn't even announced, and he'll just hop on stage with the other act and they'll start doing something crazy. Meanwhile, we have aerialists and contortionists and all types of fun things going on. It reminds me of the the nightclub in the movie Scarface. It just reminded me a little, a little bit of that, like the, the Michelle Pfeiffer is is wearing her sequin thing, but there's they don't although they're going to see a performer at the club. You don't have to sit in rows. You got a, a nice table. You got a waiter waiting on you and bringing you your. Well, in that movie, they might have been bringing trays of cocaine. I don't remember. But <laughs> Gino, g- give me your, give me like some of your best memories from Club Eleven. Whether it's something wild that happened or somebody incredible that showed up or anything like that. And you know, I mean, there, there there's so many. It's hard to pinpoint. And I actually get that asked this question often. So so I do have some special moments a lot of them surround the performances doing a sound check usher was the first major artist that kind of broke ground at 11 it was new year's we opened february of 2014 so it was new year's eve of 2014 going into 15 and we had usher perform he got up on the go-go box and that was great but it leads me to the point of the following new year's we were able to get drake now, Drake came in and kind of checked the place out a couple times. And then I got to know some of his entourage and we started having the conversation. Well, we booked Drake for New Year's, 15 into 16, and he wants to do a sound check. And a lot of times when people sound check, they send their audio techs or crew members to do the sound check. Well, I wanted to make sure the show went off. I showed up personally because usually I send a sound tech as well. And Drake showed up himself. Really? So we got to do some shots, and a couple of the guys were there. And uh, we got to do some shots together and talk. He loved the club. And as we're walking around the club, he points to the center stage. And mm-hmm. he says, Is, does anybody ever perform on that? I said, no, just theatrics and IPEs, some, some of the entertainers. Mm-hmm. He said, I said, it is on hydraulics, though. He said, I want to perform on that. And that kind of set the stage for 
the intimacy of center stage performances from then on. And Drake went on to perform another seven times, including with Lil Wayne. That was one of my favorites. And then Puff Daddy did uh, a special tribute to Biggie Smalls on the anniversary of his death. And he brought Nas on stage. They performed together. Mm-hmm. That was another one. Nicky Jam, really big reggaeton Latin artist. Best friends with Vin Diesel. <laughs> he performed, brought Vin Diesel up on stage. Crowd nice. went crazy. And Vin Diesel started speaking Spanish. Mi hermano Vin Diesel. <laughs> it was awesome. Gino's not telling you about how he got up on stage for that as well. I did get up on the stage for that. <laughs> nice. So you so you do have your own brand of vodka. Zach, you want to tell me about that? It's a licensing deal. It's the wives that actually own it and we fully support them. But yeah, it's it's it went it, it's distributed by Southern Glaciers, the biggest distributor in America. It's available online in 38 states, but only distributed to the stores on and off premise in Florida right now. But we really officially launched it January of this year in the midst of COVID and this crazy pandemic. And we were the 48th, because they have 48 vodkas, Southern Glaciers. We were the 48th vodka, obviously, when we launched. And the stats just came out and we moved into 12th, their 12th largest vodka in just eight months. We're everywhere. We're on a lot of signature cocktail menus. We're in 50 ABC liquor stores, half of the total wine stores now. And uh, some of the biggest, some of the biggest accounts are the big clubs like Space, which is our neighbor, obviously our own clubs, 11 and Gold Rush. So it's exciting. It's, it's a marathon though, not a sprint. Mm-hmm. So it takes time and it's a competitive category. So, but we've made great strides mm-hmm. in Florida and we're excited to start hitting the other big markets in the next few years. And once again, I remind you, 11miami.com is where you go for more information about Club 11. We're going to keep talking to the boys here. Um, we're going to take a quick break, but when we get back, we're going to play around to burning questions. So we're going to get some, draw some cool stuff out of these guys, like uh, the best the best cocktail ever and let's some other uh, cool inside clubby stuff. So stay tuned. We'll be back in less than one minute. Hi, I'm Jay Ruderman. All Inclusive is a podcast focused on inclusion and social justice. Join me as I interview leaders and experts on the latest news focused on advocacy for social justice. In order to make progress that will lead to a more equitable future, honest discussions must be held. That is what All Inclusive is all about. Listen and subscribe to the All Inclusive podcast on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, and anywhere else podcasts are available. Visit the show website for more information and full episode transcripts at www.allinclusivepodcast.com. We're back with the guys from Club 11. I really should have set the stage earlier. You know, we should feel a little bit like we're in a club, right? That's your boy. <laughs> we I do a music podcast with a friend, and we recently, for shits and giggles, we counted down the ten best uses of the word "yeah" in a song. Right? 
just any song with yeah in it, right? So this came in number three. Usher, Little John and Company. Anybody want to guess what number one was? It was a rock song. Gino, oh, yeah. Gino, you, that's an excellent answer. Number two was uh, She Loves You by The Beatles. Number one was Won't Get Fooled Again by The Who. You know how Daltrey screams out that yeah at the end. Anyway. Yeah, I feel I feel like Mockingbird and Dumb and Dumber when they go, when they sing go back and forth and he says yeah, yeah. that's pretty that's high yeah. up there. Oh yeah, <laughs> we should have added that. We should have added that as a bonus. But it should have uh, been a bonus. Yeah. Uh, so I promised a round of burning questions. So let's play it right now. Just one more thing. I have a riddle for you. Answer the question. All right. Gino, favorite cocktail? I'd love to say my own brand, 11 Vodka, but I got to go with uh, tequila because I moved to Miami and I became a tequila guy. And so I'm going to go with Reposado on the rocks. Just Reposado on the rocks. All right. Reposado on the rocks. Winter, I seem to remember you don't you don't drink anymore, or, or did I just dream that? <laughs> no, no, I don't drink, so let's fast forward okay. this to the year 2025 and 11 has their own... Uh, <laughs> Marijuana brand. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we so, that that will be that will be my I'll the be a brand sour. ambassador. Yes. CBD. Uh, CBD. Call it eleven buds, or eleven eleven hits, or something like that. I like it. We got to We got to run with this. I hope you guys uh, market it. Uh, Zach, how about you? Do you enjoy a cocktail? Oh, just a couple here and there. Right now, actually, I've been I've been playing with Throwback, a little Long Island iced tea. Oh yeah, because I, I like it. Sets a good base for the night. It lets me go down any road I want because there's a bunch of different liquors in it. Yeah, so I can choose a Throwback until last week when it was gin and tonic. <laughs> and it was a throw up. Long Island iced tea is a is a throwback and a throw up drink for me because I remember it was, but it was it was I mean when you were when you first started drinking I knew some older guys that work with at a summer camp and they used to take me out and give me a fake ID and you you kind of gravitated toward the Long Island iced tea because it's like well it's got four different kind of liquors it's gonna it, yeah. it's gonna get you messed up quicker more and I remember I had three of them one night and I was gone I was I was riding the toilet that whole night it was terrible so. You've all met famous people, so start with you, Winter. I guess what, what was your what's your favorite encounter with a celebrity? Maybe somebody that turned out to be like even more down to earth than you would have hoped. I, I'm still gonna say Dwayne Johnson, just because if it wasn't for the party that he came to, he wouldn't have met his wife, mm-hmm. his current wife. So I'd like to say that just getting to meet him. And having him call me to uh, set him up in New York when he, he just wanted to go out one time in New York. And I literally drove down there. I made it from Boston, New York in two and a half hours to host them mm-hmm. um, just because I wanted to be there. And it was amazing because I was sitting there with all celebrities and it was just me. So all the girls in the audience that were just surrounded looking, they didn't care about like Wahlberg or mm. or dj they cared about who is the who's the short fat kid that's with them <laughs> yeah so yeah. i that was it was just really cool that i you know got to hang out with them and i got to introduce them to his current wife that's crazy you know that's crazy you know. so is is he is he seems like uh a pretty for who he is a pretty humble guy or or a guy that you could hang out with even though he's one of the biggest stars in the world and i take it he didn't disappoint no, very, very nice. I think again, I haven't, I haven't had the total crazy in-depth conversations with him. Yep. But again, you can, 
I, I've seen the stuff that he's done for some of my close friends, and he's a, just an amazing person. And the times I have been there and have talked to him, he's just been a genuinely really nice, nice guy. How about you, Gino? It's probably uh, inappropriate platform, the 617 podcast, to say I'm a big Yankees fan. Uh, I think. And and so Derek Jeter was like, I got to do 1942 shots on the rooftop at 11 with Derek Jeter, take pictures with them, kind of just shoot the shit, sit at a table. It's, it's, it's the rooftop restaurant. So it wasn't in the hustle and bustle of the club. It was after hours. So there was just mutual friends that brought him and we got to do 42 shots and sit down, take some pics, talk to him. He was with a co a fellow player, Andrew Jones. And that, that was just awesome. And also Gene Simmons, cause I was a big kiss fan growing up. So I got to stand by him at the Pegasus, the richest horse race in the world here locally at Gulfstream park in Florida. And that was awesome too. Got to do some pictures and, some co-posing with them and knuckled up a few times. And nice. those are my two favorites. Do you, you know what Gene Simmons and Drake have in common since you've mentioned both of them? Winter? Yeah. The Jewish. They're both Jewish. Yeah. Drake talks That's about right. him getting bar mitzvah in Canada, which is like, it's hard, it's hard to, it's hard to picture. Gene's real name is Haim. Yeah, and he, he used he used to work in like uh, some kind of field or farm in Israel when he was a young kid. It, it, he really is an, an amazing guy. The so yeah, I don't mind you bringing up the Yankees at all today, Gino, because last night yeah, you kicked our ass. I was so in, congrats, honestly, congrats, you deserve I, it. I I just bring it up because I was at Fenway last night and it was uh, it was cool. Oh, you were there, yeah. And I have a I have a lot of close friends that are Yankee fans, and we we always we bust on each other. But at the end of the day, I always say, "Long live the rivalry." I'm glad yeah. it's, it's just one winter, of the f- winter was busting my balls last night in between his dozen donuts he was eating. <laughs> yeah, it's a fact. It must have been a celebratory do, thing. Do they yeah, mean- yeah, that's what, that's what the Yankee that's what Yankee fans don't understand is that uh, we don't I don't care if we win the World Series. I just care that we beat them and they're not going yes. <laughs> you know, we stopped them that's all that matters it's the hatred the hatred can become comical i have a friend who says that he wishes thurman munson would come back to life so he could kill him again it's really that's really dark i mean that's that's dark yeah. but I, but yeah. I, but that jeter story is great and, and he is he i admit much respect for that guy that guy is he's really a class act and the one interaction i ever had with him i had uh, really good seats at Fenway once, and it was between innings, and Jeter was swinging a bat, getting ready to 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 hit. And the previous day, he and A Rod had like mutually botched this play, and a ball had fallen in between them in, in embarrassing fashion. So on this day, I said to Jeter, "I go, Jeter, that ball that fell, that was A Rod's fault, not yours, right?" And he he at first he doesn't look at me, he doesn't look away, and then he takes a moment, he takes a beat, and then he looks right at me and he nods as if to say, "Yeah." It was his fault. <laughs> I, mean, he, I love when guys do it right like him, Cal Ripken Jr., Jeter, yeah. just great careers. They're hated when they're, when you know, the, the, the enemy fans. But the end of their career, when everyone was tipping the hat, including oh, Fenway, yeah. it's just like, like I appreciated the competition from the Red Sox fans type of vibe. And you guys have had many players like that as well back in the day. And, yep. Yeah, but you're right. Jeter always said he loved playing at Fenway, and um, yeah. including being booed because he just knew what it was about. Um, 
Zach, how about you? I don't want to leave you up. I think my my number one would be uh, Rob Gronkowski. Had a chance to uh, party with him a few times. He's, he's and got really close with the family. They're just just stand up characters. All of them. Pops is the best too. Just amazing what that family's done. And then more recently, probably Connor McGregor. He kind of blew me away because I think in the media they play him a little bit different way than the than the guy that I got to have some proper twelve shots with. Mm-hmm. And and really had a good time with just a down to earth guy telling childhood stories like we we were talking about all kinds of uh, all kinds of cool stories about how he came up how I came up so it was pretty neat he he was real down to earth about everything excellent um we are up against the clock uh, a little bit here but I promise we'd play a round of good stuff where my guests will recommend. something good for you listeners to brighten your day so let's do it that's the good stuff. Now, these guys have had about uh, six and a half minutes to prepare for this, so cut them some slack if they don't have anything <laughs> amazing. But up to you guys. Recommend something to our listeners. Could be movie, book, app, drink. Who knows? Uh, let's see. Zach, let's let you go first. What do you got? Just recently watched uh, Ryan Reynolds' new movie, Free Guy. Good watch. I, def- I definitely recommend that. Pretty good. And then uh, that's got Gronk's girlfriend in it, too, so I got to rep the family oh. a little bit <laughs> right there, too. So what? there it is. I haven't heard. I haven't heard of this. What? Um, in the what wrestling. Sorry. What? Say the name of the movie again, please. So, Free Guy. It's Free actually Guy. On, uh, HBO, oh yeah. Yeah, it's on HBO Max. Yeah. I just came out. Oh, I'm glad you told me that it's on HBO Max now because I took my son loves going to the movies. I have a son with autism, and movies is one thing that we love doing together. And so, I took him to see that movie. The problem is, like, too many movies are, like, two hours and 27 minutes long, and the poor guy's got an attention span. So I didn't get to see what happened at the end. So now I'm excited. I can watch. But that was a, it's a very clever movie and shot in Boston. I thought it was ext- – yeah, I thought it was extremely well done. Yep. It's, like, a very cool, like, AI little play into it, right. which I thought was very, very cool. Yeah, the, the premise is that Ryan Reynolds actually is a character in a video game and doesn't realize it and, and – is supposed to be one of these kind of background characters, but very, very good one. Cool. Winter, what do you got? I did just get through Squid Games. That was pretty, pretty cool. I actually enjoyed that. I was like, I thought that would be a great concept for our Halloween at 11 to have all the staff <laughs> just dress up, and, you know, have all the security, all the dormant, everybody. Oh, man. Like what a yellow, the mask and all pink and have all the waitresses wear like, green quarter whatever it is the yeah. suede jumpsuits or whatever yeah i mean the, it was like hunger games a little bit more gore just killing just yeah just offing people it was it's crazy. true there's more it was more gritty and i thought just a little bit of a better story than hunger games stuff hunger games stuff is cool but it you got the feeling it was geared a little bit towards teenagers the, uh, this uh, squid game for those that don't know it's it's produced in korea and so it's it's actually in korean you got to deal with the subtitles but it's so worth it and it's funny you say about halloween winter because my son my other son recommended squid games to me and i just went online and bought him a t-shirt that says four five six that you know the number how they wear the numbers right yeah yeah so, yeah, yeah that's so, awesome so that's that's a great one and gino my friend you have something for us that's good well i have a tip for the traveler Okay, and I like one it. for the non-traveler. Like Halloween it. Horror Nights at Universal is an absolute must. 
Really? Our entire staff basically makes it down there as an annual. My family just went. It's it's good for family, adult, everything. Down here in Universal, I believe they have it in the California one as well. But This is um, uh, in or- Orlando, Universal Orlando. Yeah, Orlando, yeah. Universal. It's, it's awesome. Okay. They have like cool. 10 ha- uh, haunted houses and so forth. And then business is my pleasure. So mm-hmm. this actually Zach turned me on to this, but... The days of the business card or the tap me card is gone. Mm-hmm. QR me, it's an app. You put mm-hmm. all your info in, you pull up a QR code. When I tell you I collect more numbers and give out more numbers than I ever had before, just a great business tool. You pull up a QR code, someone opens their phone, boom, they save your contact. All your info's there, your social media, your everything. No more paper cards and so forth. So it's a good tip. And and the name of the app is QR Me. QR Me. Oh, okay, yeah. that's great. Yeah, I used something similar that sounds like it wasn't quite as good as that. But yeah, I went to a, a podcast conference and had forgotten all my business cards because you know I forgot where they were. It's been so long since I needed one. <laughs> so I did was able to go on and create a QR code that sent people people to just my LinkedIn page. But it sounds like this is even better. So I love it. The next thing is going to be people are going to get start getting QR codes like tattooed on their arms and then you don't need anything then you could be on the beach and just i have the chip on the back of my phone that you don't even have to open your phone and take a picture i just touch their phone and then it goes then it saves into their phone without having to open up their camera how do you how do you get that did it come with the phone no i bought it it's a it's a little button that you put put on the back of your phone so i literally like someone would be standing in line i'll just touch my phone to their phone this thing pops up. And wow. Like, how did you, how did you do that? You know what I mean? I just, it's winter, I really great with winter does nude pics and everything. So it really trips people out. <laughs> comes into them. That is the quick, it's the quickest way to send a, how, send a dick pic. Yeah, yeah. There you go. That sounds very uninvited. <laughs> um, I will recommend something for good stuff, which uh, I think you guys would probably find entertaining. There's a documentary series produced by vice TV, which is on Hulu. It's it's called Dark Side of the Ring. It's about the, as it would as it would suggest, about the dark side of uh, professional wrestling. And let's listen to a little bit of the trailer for Dark Side of the Ring. There was a period in the wrestling business where if you were crazy on screen, you were crazy off screen. You had to live your gimmick. I brought out the $60,000 limo. You had been chosen to be in a secret brotherhood. And you kept those illusions private because it was a code. The innocence of wrestling changed. Getting into wrestling is like getting into the mob. Once you're in, you're in. It can go the other way, too. I think my son was murdered. I almost know it. A man died. What's going on here? It takes guts to live, not guts to die. I popped him right off the ground. This is still upsetting. Wrestling's real people are fake. <laughs> so there you go. That last voice was Jake the Snake Roberts. And it's the whole thing is narrated by Mick Foley, also known as Mankind. And what else was he known as? I don't know. Anyways, Mick Foley, the famous wrestler. But I was never that huge a wrestling fan growing up, kind of off and on here and there. My brother was more into it. But it's amazing how many stories are behind this, and you guys probably recognize some of the names that was mentioned in, in that trailer, but there there are three seasons of this thing, and each about, like, seven episodes each, and they they look at, like, you know, 
murders and and backstabbing and they'll do one episode on the fabulous Mula, who is this like one of the first great female wrestlers i always thought she was just uh, a wrestler it turns out some people think she was just evil like puppet master anyway dark side of the ring check that out on uh hulu so guys we're all good things must come to an end we're at the end of the show anything else to promote tell us about 11 that we should know the hotel and residences is the next big project we're building a 65 tower 400 room vegas style property with uh deepak chopra spa 11 pool club and that's one of the quickest selling real estate projects in the history of Miami because it's a hotel and residence. You can purchase the residence and put it into a rental program that we're going to be announcing Tower 2 the day the shovel goes into the ground on Tower 1, which is 11-11, November 11th of this year, right across from the club. So exciting times. Wow, that's amazing. That And that is the the future. And I've, I've never heard of a, a club with all your multifaceted entertainment going on to be complete the circle you can live here live in <laughs> live in among paradise yeah. in paradise right that's that's great i'll have to have you back on the show to keep us updated why'd you choose november 11th because it's veterans day no i'm just kidding i i, I know <laughs> thanks so much guys for being good sports i hope you had a good time Yes. Thank you, Dave. Great show. Got it. Thank you so much. Thank you, boys, and thank you for listening, everybody. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts if you don't already. Thanks again to our sponsor, the the all-inclusive podcast featuring Jay Ruderman. And by the way, if you want your own podcast, kids, go to pod617.com to get started. We produce podcasts all across the country, all across the world, and from our home studios in Westwood as well. On behalf of Gino, Zach, and Mike from Club 11, my name is Dave. I'm just a guy from Boston, but if you're not from Boston, you must be the other guy. Have a great day, everybody. See ya.